Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, the New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today we get to speak with Rain Phillips. She is the founder and owner of The Leasing Department. She handles high volume rental sales and represents property owners as well as renters. And she is located in one of the most luxurious and in-demand markets in all of the country in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to the show, Rain. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. It is so great to have you. And I know I'm a little um, biased, I guess, because we have all kinds of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business owners here on the podcast talking about all the different ways there are in the world to earn an income and to do business. But I personally am heavily invested in the real estate world, as many listeners know. So that's sort of my income of choice, right? I love the world of real estate because it's so flexible and versatile. There's so much you can do in that world. So I love having guests like you on the show who are also like me, loving the world of real estate. So tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you end up where you are now? Absolutely. Well, I do own the leasing department. And before that, to back into how I got to where I'm presently at, I was um, living in New York City and I was actually a hostess at a fine restaurant. And I did not like that. I mean, I didn't mind it, but I knew I had to grow into something and I was looking for a career. And just from happenstance, one of my colleagues said, Hey, you should try and be like the shower at Manhattan Apartments, which is now defined that the shower was you would work with an agent who would give you a list, you would take a client out and you'd show them like 10 or 12 apartment homes in a day running all over Manhattan. And this was pre-technology. And you'd bring them back to the office and you'd have them fill out an application and you'd you know, hope that it would go through and they sign a lease and you get a split commission between the house, the agent and yourself. So it's a three-way commission. And then just as time went on, I just went into more luxury property management, which was offering me steady hours, 40 hours a week and regular pay with benefits, which was very important because at this point in my life, I think it's good to remember if, you, if you're going towards being an entrepreneur, like you have to work where, with where you're at. Like at that point, I really needed to have steady hours because I had a young daughter. But as my daughter grew up, we moved to Los Angeles. And when we moved to LA, I just began again and I received my real estate license here. And I just started again, going back into the corporate world. And it was at this time where I realized I don't like the corporate world. I didn't like getting up and dressing up and driving through insane LA traffic to just sit at my desk or do what they call a lease up, which is where you lease a luxury property or a new property until it's all leased. And then you just keep moving on to the next property. For me, I was unhappy and I knew I was really unhappy. And towards my last lease up, I thought, well, what's the two rules that we always look at? We always look at supply and demand. Where's what need isn't being met in the marketplace? 
those are really good questions to ask yourself. Like, what do I love to do? Like, what would I do if I didn't need the paycheck or the money? And somewhere in that, once you really break it down and just keep asking yourself that, you'll find something that will get you on the road to a new passion that will bring you income. And you can keep growing that until you have this vision and a business for yourself, which is essentially what I did. And I went around and I met some people just from networking and I met my first client and they allowed me to do this little small lease up in um, East LA and Los Feliz. And I did that lease up and I realized a lot of mistakes that I made, but then I was able to secure another client and another client. And I started to really learn from myself and my own mistakes and just kept going until finally I thought, I really have something here. And now I have my, I opened an LLC, I have my business. And so far we've been five years being the leasing department and providing renters and property owners with service for vacancies. That's a great story. And I love when you said that you came to the realization that you just, you were unhappy where you were in that corporate grind. And, uh, you had the courage to then move beyond that. But a lot of people get stuck at that step, step, you know, that stage of the process, being unhappy and feeling sort of trapped in their job and not being able to break through. I don't, you know, and it's different for every person. It could be a lack of confidence. It could be kind of needing a little bit more courage, just a little short on the courage, or it could be complications with, you know, just feeling uh, that the responsible thing is to sort of stay in that job because there's a family to support or uh, for whatever reason. So what can you say to someone like that who has hit a wall, they're stuck, they're in that corporate job, and they really want to make that shift that you made? What would be a great thing to think about to make that transition? Absolutely. You have to start small. I mean, I wouldn't go out there and resign tomorrow because you really need to figure out if what you think you're going to love to do is actually that. So if you, let's say real estate is a super easy one, but it's also the one that I know the best. So I'll go with that one. This one is so easy because there's always somebody on Craigslist or Indeed where you can, if you wanted to do home sales, you could just do open houses for an agent or a broker over the weekends and you'll get a feel and you'll hear the language and you'll kind of understand just from being there, you'll absorb what's going on, what they're doing. And if you like that, you can keep moving into that direction. I also recommend just looking at local classes. Um, here in Los Angeles, we have the West LA Community College and the classes are so great because honestly, they're really affordable. They're about, about $120 for depending on what class you're taking. So let's say you're interested in something, but want to know more about it, go out there and just make that your like hobby, something that you're really enthusiastic about and see if that's something that you want to go for. But as far as just quitting right away, you're going to need to have a source of income because it's stressful if you don't. So make sure that you have some kind of backup plan. Even if you say, you know, I can't do this nine to five thing anymore. Then make sure, you know, if you're going to go to Uber or Lyft or a gig economy job, make sure you're ready to roll and that you can do it with no problems and can just start seamlessly. So I'm a pretty cautious person. So I would say, make sure you have everything lined up so you can mitigate any kind of surprises and then go for it. Such good advice. And for anyone that's thinking to themselves, this sounds 
pretty great. Like I, I love real estate in general. Maybe I should become a real estate agent or a property manager or at least lease up a coordinator. Uh, first things first, check with your state law. A lot of listeners are in even globally all over the world. So check and see if wherever you are located, you do need some kind of a license in order to work in real estate as an agent. But tell us, Rain, what is a day in the life of? What would someone expect their lifestyle to be if they worked in your field? Well, leasing, you're going to be on the move. This is a great job for somebody. I mean, I don't know what happened. Did I have ADD or this gave me ADD? It's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? But this is a kind of job where you're going to prioritize in the moment where you're going to be doing multitasking and your car is going to become your office. So for me, I start my day off basically responding to any emails, any leads, calling people, and I have a set schedule of when I'm going to show. So for myself, I use a very... My own philosophy is... I take the showing that's going to be the furthest away from my home base. And I start there first, just like a fisherman reels in and I just keep reeling myself home. So I'll start as far as I can and I'll just keep you know, going through territory to territory until I'm home. I also try and really be wise about scheduling. So if someone wants to schedule something, I'll try and get a collection so I never go back. I just move seamlessly from territory to territory. And if it's something near my house, then I'll be much more flexible and I will go back um, several times at the end of the day. But I think doing that and then making sure that you're able to have these multi-conversations and qualifying people. I mean, there's just so so much that goes into my day. It's just like hard to like explain it all. But the point is, is that you want to make the sale and to get to the sale, you have to make sure you have a qualified person. So before you even waste your time by making an appointment and showing a property and all these things, just make sure you take care of the first step. When does this person need to move? And if they want to move into your place, can they? Are they qualified? And something in the rental world is that you're looking for somebody who has a 650 plus credit score and it's balanced. They don't have high debt to income ratio and they have three times the rent. So you're looking for someone who has some kind of renter verification that's positive, employment verification that's positive, and you can actually see their proof of income. So those are the things that you want to make sure are in place before you go out there and waste your time and start opening doors for people who are like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, I wouldn't be able to afford this one. Thank you for showing me. You're like, hmm, all right. You'll learn your lesson really quickly with that one. That's great advice. And also kind of indirectly, really good advice for tenants and renters out there. If you're out looking for a place to rent, the market's really competitive right now in so many different cities. If you're having a hard time, uh, take a listen because this is the viewpoint from the leasing manager and the, the property manager's side too would be in the landlord. A lot of landlords are do-it-yourself landlords. And it's, are you qualified as a tenant? So sometimes you know providing all of that up front when you want to go look at a place, even if it's obviously you don't want to hand over any personal documentation because there's so much also fraud out there, right? What have you seen in the world of real estate about fraud and how are ways that tenants and landlords can help guard against that? Oh, absolutely. So much fraud and so many ends. I mean, that's a really great question because I'll have people come with their paperwork and just want to give it to me. And I'll be like, I'm talking like Morgan Stanley statements. (laughs) It just will be just just a lot of personal information goes into an application. And so we recommend that you do everything 
online because online, at least it's coming through someone else's technology. And it's just much easier if you just submit it online than handing it to me in person. I also feel much more comfortable when people submit things through the online channel and not just give me loose paperwork. We're just evolved beyond that stage. So be cautious out there, both for the landlords as well as tenants. But I mean, it it is really great advice that you've given because it's hard right now. It's kind of like playing matchmaker in some ways, I'm sure. You're you're sort of like the matchmaker trying to find the tenant for the property and where everything fits. You know, they like it, they qualify, um, and it all works out. The dates match, right? It's there's a lot of moving parts to it. <laughs> yes. And also I just want to I want to say something that I feel like a lot of people just don't realize. Know your credit score. Because when you talked about fraud, I really didn't think so much about people giving me inaccurate information as my first thought was people have a lot of fraud on their credit score that they didn't know was on there. They'll have an erroneous charge. They'll have something that they paid and have proof of the payment and it hasn't come off yet. So if you don't know your credit score, it's very important for the the health of your financial life. This is something that's going to go with you as you move on from being a renter. Hopefully, if your goal is to being a homeowner or a condo owner, whatever you want to do, even upgrading your car, you're going to need to be really familiar with your credit score and what comprises the score itself. How does that score come to be? Something very important. Absolutely. Not just in the real estate world, but even later when you're applying for loans, let's say you want a business loan, all of this is going to come into play for sure. So a little bit about where you're going next. What do you see the future for the leasing department? Are you very happy with exactly how everything is now and you want to make sure you maintain and you keep things as they are? Or do you have any other plans? Where are you going to be if we are back on the podcast in five years? Oh, wow. That's such a great question. I really love it. Thank you for asking me that because I've been reflecting upon it myself. Right now, I'm really trying to invest in properties. So I can hopefully, I wouldn't say retire, but I would like to really pursue the passions that I have, which is giving back to communities as far as my time and my energy, just helping people. And that's something that I like to do is volunteer in my personal time. I'd like to be able to just, I mean, I think everybody has this number that they think they're going to reach when they feel like they can retire comfortably. Mine's pretty low. I'm just more about the quality of life, knowing that I've got um, some place that I love to live, knowing that I have some savings and that I'm working more on a part-time basis and growing my life on a full-time basis. I don't, I think there's a real shift in this generation, which I'm Gen X, which is that we saw, I saw my parents like work to the end of their lives basically. And they really didn't take time to like enjoy and do all the things that you think you're going to do when you get to that place. And for me in five years, I'd love to still have my business and have it be thriving and learning and growing. But I'd also like to be in a place where I'm just a little bit more relaxed and I'm able to do more of the things that I love. And how do you maintain sanity in a world where I'm sure there's a lot of demands on your time and a lot of constant text messages and phone calls and people reaching out and emails to answer and social media posts to comment on. And there's so much. How do you maintain your sort of your Zen? Boundaries. And in the beginning, when I first started, I was so 
like just so hungry and eager. And I had a lot to prove and a lot to do to lay the groundwork of success. And that's something that if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to know that you're your, the worst boss ever is going to be yourself <laughs> because you have your own demands for yourself and your own goals that you've set. So once you clock out of nine to five, you know, you're done, you can go off to the gym or whatever. But with me, it was always like, what else can I do today? How can I push this further? And that included a lot of like responding to text up to like 10 and 11 o'clock at night and like answering my phone just all around the clock. Just things that were after a couple of years, it really wore on me. So now I keep regular office hours, um, nine to six, unless it's a client that I'm already working with and we're in a transaction process and they have a question for me like after seven then I definitely want to get back to them because they need the answer. But I have people because I have signs all over. So I have people who are like driving around at like, you know, midnight and they'll just call me off the sign thinking that, you know, it's going to be just an answering machine. And I just tell myself, listen, you just, you have to like schedule things. That's the best way for my own sanity is to just keep my schedule, keep my office hours and not feel bad when someone calls me at like 6.45. It's like, it's just, my office is closed at that point. And now I respect myself and that's made me a lot happier. Those are great tips. And a lot of times I'm thinking of, of a couple of very specific people that I work with and know, and they have office hours and it's in every single email they send out. It says, you know, my, my office hours are, and it's got the hours. And if they get an email after office hours, you just get back an auto response message that says, here's my office hours. I'll get to your message uh, when I arrive at the office on the next business day. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially if your job... I mean, it's one thing if you own a plumbing company that offers 24-7 emergency services, right? That's a little bit different. So somebody does need to work that you know, the 24 seven shift or the overnight, but for most entrepreneurs, there's nothing that can't wait until the next morning. I mean, if you think about it, we all nod off at some point in the night. And so we are gone for 12 hours, whatever it is for the the overnight and uh, the world goes on, right? Yes, exactly. Save that the after time for like your clients, like if you have a new client, they want to speak with you. Definitely get that call because they're your priority and you want to make them happy. But as far as like the client world, like I'll have people call me and they'll be like, can you show it right now? Can you come right now? And I'll be like, well, I mean, I just don't walk into my doctor's office and expect to be seen any given day of the week. I mean, I have an appointment. So (laughs) I kind of like, if I can do it, I will. I like to do it, but most of the time I'll try and fit somebody in. But the whole like, can you do it now thing... It's just, it really stopped me from racing around and not qualifying people because I would just zoom over there and show them and then ask questions later. Just really regimented myself and how I start my day, which is just by kind of clearing my mind. Meditating has been super helpful. I don't do it as much as I should, but I do get plenty of exercise, which also is a great way to work out. It's like my own therapy. And I try and just drink plenty of water and take good care of myself. And when you're in a busy moment, be busy and know that you're just going to have time off. Like that time, maybe an hour or two hours, and then you'll have lulls too. And that's when you can really look at your own projects more like your stretch projects. 
What technology are you loving these days? Is there anything that you would recommend to help other entrepreneurs um, just do their business? And <laughs> That's so funny. I'll ask you the same thing too. Well, I have to say my phone is everything. I mean, I use my camera heavily and I really like that. I like the fact that I can edit my own photos and that I've started to, even though I do work with a photographer, I've also just as a hobby and to make it more creative for me, I've been doing my own photos more um, and I've been using Adobe Lightroom. And I really like that because it expands you to a whole community where you can see people taking photos and like Bolivia and Africa and like just all around the all around the world and see how they edited them. And this kind of business, it's good because I get exposed to a lot of people and I see a lot of things. But as far as the transaction itself, it's same, same. So I try and keep it fresh and I don't know. Just as far as technology right now, it's my phone. That's the short and long answer. I know we we live by our phones right now. I mean, that's that's sort of what everyone. I'm loving not just my phone, but once I got a, a watch that coordinates with my phone and allows me to just raise my wrist to check a text message, I've felt that it's just a lot smoother for me. So that's one of my you know tech shout outs is you know, consider getting a smart watch if you already have a smartphone, because it is a nice way uh, to link it so that you're not constantly digging your phone out of your pocket or out of your handbag, just to be able to quickly check in. It's also very hard to get sucked into your phone because your phone, it's not really a browsing (laughs) app. You can't open up Facebook and scroll for hours on your wrist, but um, you can check very quickly to see who just called, you know, felt the buzzing or uh, what text message just came in so that you're less likely to get kind of sucked into that browser blackout on social media and other apps on your phone. So that that's really been helpful for me. Another thing that I absolutely am thrilled with that I have not purchased, but I just went to a trade show and I went to the booth and I tried it on. Uh, there are now sunglasses and glasses where you click a little button on the side at your temple. And once you click it, it starts recording video right out of your your glasses. And I know that Google had something like this, but for some reason it never really caught on and it kind of um, didn't take off. Maybe it just was before its time. I have a feeling it's going to take off this round now that some of the sunglass manufacturer companies that are not really technology companies are starting to get into this. I do have another pair of sunglasses. It doesn't have video, but it is um, like Bluetooth headset. So I'm able to talk on the go or listen to podcasts just through my sunglasses. But now that I, it's on my holiday list, I think, um, to get a pair of sunglasses where I can be out and about and I don't have to dig my phone out to take some cool video, I can just click my temple and, you know, whether I do real estate too. So if I'm at a property, I can just quickly do a video tour by walking around and moving my head as my camera, which I think is. Wow. That's super cool. That's so next level. (laughs) Yeah. Loving that. So that that's on my holiday list. I just went to the trade show a week ago. So I just tried them on. I even found the one I like. Now I just have to order it and, um, you know, little present to myself. And I always encourage people Get yourself presents. Don't wait for other people to gift you. Yes. And get yourself things like you said. Like I had this, I do a lot of scanning and I had this, I loved it. It was this old Canon that I was using. And then it would just like shut down on me. And I would just, I live and breathe by my scanner. I do so much work through my scanner and printer. Now they can make these, you know, really compact home office kind of scanners that really can be efficient. I finally was just like one day I was like enough. And I just like, literally was like, I can't do this one more time. And that upgrade was really important me because I didn't even realize like how much I was suffering like using I don't know why I was I don't even think I was aware that 
I was in so much pain using this scanner. And finally I was just like, that's it. And since then I'm like, okay, don't ever wait when something like that is really affecting your job negatively, just go and get the upgrade. And honestly, that goes right into business ex- expenses. Cause when you're an entrepreneur, you also have to look at what you need for your new business. And that's going to be a tax write-off for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do people get in touch with you? Are you on social medias or a website? How do people look? Am I, am I, am I, well, right now I'm building my website, not my website, my social media. So the best way to reach me right now is my phone number, which is 818-579-3822. And if you want to check me out on my website, it is theleasingdepartment.com. Rain, it's been so fun chatting today. I oh, gosh, yes. Thank you. Inspiring people to maybe even make a career switch into the world of real estate. And if if nothing else, they've learned a lot about the leasing process, you know, whether they're a landlord or a tenant or or both at some point. This has been really informative. So for that, I thank you very much and I hope to have you on again soon. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. And if anybody just wants to chat and ask me some questions after they hear this podcast, I'm more than willing to um, have a conversation. So feel free to reach out to me. Guess what, lifestyle solopreneurs? If you don't yet have an online business earning you enough passive income to live the life of your dreams, I'd like to suggest you consider trying out Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one solution where you can create and teach online courses, publish a paid newsletter, launch a free or paid podcast, process payments, build one-on-one coaching portals for your clients, and much, much more. I personally use Kajabi to power numerous successful and profitable online businesses. Lifestyle solopreneurs, there's a free trial of Kajabi waiting for you at this link, www.kfreetrial.com. You can try Kajabi for free, no obligation, by going to www.kfreetrial.com. Again, kfreetrial.com, and that K stands for Kajabi. Starting an online business helped me break free from that corporate grind, and I hope it does the same for you. You have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and see you next time.